she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifactor coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifactorco.com. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Leads, She Thrives. I'm Shannon Dunn, and as a business and leadership host, I'm also your host here at the podcast, business and leadership host, business and leadership coach. That would be a better way to start with that, Laura. Look at this. So you love the real life of doing a with a guest. And I am so delighted to welcome the beautiful Laura, who is my guest today. I will share a bit more about the kind of ins and outs, the technical stuff about what Laura does, because there's lots of cool things to share. And before we do that, though, I want to share how I know her. So Laura and I connected online. She's in another country. I'll let her share with you if you can't pick her accent where she, where she <laughs> is as we go into the, the episode. But we met online as I have many of the women that I'm going to have as guests on the podcast. And we've done some work together at different times. She knows her Thrive Factor archetypes, so we're going to talk about those definitely. She has been profiled. And um, it's just been such a joy kind of connecting and staying connected in different ways over the years that we have known each other and, you know, watching your evolution um, and seeing all the different things that you've kind of evolved into. So before I get you to come and chat, because we've got lots to share, I do want to just go through and to share, you know, what you shared with us as your kind of official bio. So Laura is a a cyclical business mentor. Now that's a big word for anyone who's listening, um, who helps purpose-driven high achievers to ditch the hustle. I'm cheering on that one. And run their businesses and launches with intention and in alignment with their cycles. With a blend of cycle syncing systems and planning, Laura's approach to business allows her clients to focus their time and energy on the things that matter most and get results without burning out. Yes, yes, yes to more of that, right? Yes. I talked about this when I was a guest on your podcast recently, so I'll put a link in the show notes so we can do that. So official welcome to you, Laura. What else do we need to say about you to start before we get into some questions? And do you want to tell everyone where you are or let them guess from your accent? <laughs> sure. Thank you so much for having me. I think if you're listening from Australia, you can probably pick up the Kiwi accent. 
those further afield might not necessarily be able to tell the, the difference between it, although it's usually pretty clear to those of us on the scene, isn't it? We think so in this part of the world, but certainly it's a bit like when we do the faux pas of mixing up a an American and a Canadian accent. Oh, yes. They're very clearly different to me now, but certainly years gone by I would have struggled to work out the 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 subtle differences which are actually yes. not so subtle when you learn to hear them <laughs> same with Australia and New Zealand <laughs> yes absolutely so yes I'm coming to you from Hamilton New Zealand on this beautiful almost sunny afternoon <laughs> <laughs> oh that's too funny so anything else you want to kind of lead with is that you know anything how did oh, I've got so many questions to ask you and you know we've got time but we've only got a certain amount of time yeah how did you kind of get into this whole you know working with cycles thing and what is that I know what well, it is, but our listeners yeah. might not <laughs> yeah I guess it's it's like most of us it's a bit of a bit of an evolution my his original business journey started back in the corporate world. Uh, like probably a lot of women who are listening will will resonate. I was in a very high demand, busy, busy job, working all of the time, got really burnt out, stressed out, and just got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and I was... Uh, diagnosed with adrenal fatigue and a few other bits and pieces that go along with that. And because I had kept pushing through and kept trying to do all of the things and kept effectively gaslighting myself and telling me, you know, trying to tell myself that it's fine and I just needed to push through, um, you know, I really did do a lot of damage and kind of mess up my hormones and things. So there came a point in time where I decided I, I needed to get out of the corporate rat race. And that's when I started my own business. And much the same way that, you know, you and I met online, I um, met my mentor, Stasha, who I know you're also going to have on the podcast. Definitely. Well, uh, by the time we your gorgeous interview goes live, we will have already had Stasha on. Yes. So anyone who's listening and you go, oh, yeah, I know that name. That's why. So Yes. Yes, so I uh, I came across Stasha in uh, a few Facebook groups and started to learn her wisdom about periods and cycles and our hormones. And although initially I was kind of like, oh my god, this is a bit, you know, we were crazy out there. Um, over time, it really sort of started to pique my curiosity, and so I started to pick up some of, and apply some of the principles around cycle syncing. And really started to see that, you know, although by that time I had come a long way in healing my adrenals and, you know, that burnout recovery, that cycle syncing was almost the missing piece that really helped me create and, and live and run my business in a way that meant I could harness the, the higher energy phases of my cycle to be productive and get things done because I am very, you know, achievement driven and I love taking things off the list and right. I love getting things done. But there, that also does come with the need to balance that with times for yeah. rest. And our cycles have this beautiful ebb and flow of hormones that mean, you know, when we work in alignment with it and live in alignment with it, we have those times to be really productive and the times where we just take the foot off the gas pedal ease back a little bit and allow ourselves to slow down and for me that was it was like the missing piece of kind of going oh this is this is what I needed all along realizing that you know as women we 
are biologically not built the same way as men. We are not meant to go foot to the floor all day, every day. We are meant to ebb and flow in our energy and the way we think and the way we feel and all of those things. And so, yeah, I started to incorporate that. It, it, it was amazing. I was always talking to other people about it. And then, of course, Stasha uh, created the period coaching school in um, 2020. And so, yeah, I became one of the first cohorts of students. Yeah, a period coach. Mm. Um, it's such an interesting thing to me. And I have often said to Stasha, who's a very good friend of mine, um, that I wish I'd met someone like her or her much younger because by the time I became aware of Stasha's work and what then she was going to turn into, you know, period coach certification and everything that you've done and how you've, you know, what you're doing in your business, Laura, mm -hmm. you know, meeting people like yourself and Stasha earlier would have transformed my relationship with working and myself. Yes. And yet I was kind of heading towards perimenopause when I met, first came across Stasha's work and she kept saying to me, that's okay, we can still work with it and I, I did like but at the same time I was like but oh my goodness I needed this in my teens to have understood oh, it yes. back then right yes what cycle syncing is and then you know how this can positively support us as we run our businesses because I think you know I guess a side note there that anyone who's listening as I just said I don't I didn't, I didn't feel like I missed out what Laura's about to share with you I know is relevant no matter where you're at in your menstrual life even if you've stopped menstruating in that traditional sense, yes. right? So yes, because that, that was something I had to be open to and learn <laughs> through the work I've done learning from women like yourself. So yeah, what is like thinking? Absolutely. I agree with you. I wish that I had learned this earlier as well. I was in my mid thirties by the time I came across it. And I too was kind of like, why didn't I know this when I was younger? I guess all we can do is take that and make sure that the next generations that come after yes. us are learning about it earlier and earlier and that talking about our cycles and our bodies isn't such a taboo topic. No, uh, no, mm. it's it definitely has shifted. I've noticed it a lot, you know, having nieces who are in their older teens, have different kinds of conversations with them that I don't think as a teenager I'd ever have had with an auntie. Like, yeah. you know, but even, you know, watching television occasionally, I noticed on a reality show I was watching in Australia just a couple of days ago, it was kind of on the background. And one of the younger women who would be in her, I guess, 30s said something about, I'm on my period. And I was like, would you never have heard that? Right. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So cycle syncing. So as I alluded to um, before, our hormones ebb and flow across our cycles. So we have four key phases. First phase, the obvious one um, would be when we have our periods, when we're bleeding. After we finish bleeding, our estrogen, which is the dominant hormone in the first half of our cycle, begins to rise. And so we move out of... Um, our menstrual phase or what can be kind of termed our inner winter into our follicular phase, which is like the inner spring. So it's almost same with the seasons. You kind of come out of that winter, the days are getting longer, it's getting warmer, you feel a lot more vibrant, a lot more energy um, and all of those good things. 
Then as you move towards the middle of your cycle, you'll hit your ovulation phase. So in ovulation, your estrogen peaks and you also get a nice little boost of testosterone, which gives you another little boost of energy. So that's the phase we surge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a a short but potent phase, but it's a phase where you will feel the most vibrant and the most confident and the most energetic. And you want to just be out in the world and socializing and all of those things. And then after ovulation, that is the trigger for your body to start producing progesterone, which unlike estrogen, progesterone is much more of a calming, grounding kind of hormone. So you will feel uh, a shift and it can be quite subtle, but again, like the seasons, you move sort of from this high energy summer phase to more of a autumn phase or your luteal phase where you know, you just want to take things a little bit slower. You want to just take your foot off the gas pedal a little bit. You're still working. There's still things that you can do, but you might not necessarily want to work as long a days. You might feel the need to, you know, have an afternoon nap. That's kind of my thing. I think what makes me think of that kind of autumn shift from a seasonal perspective, which would be similar for the luteal phase, is that you kind of just don't want to get out of bed with the same vigour that you do in summer. Yeah, it's exactly. Like cuddle under the blankets a little bit longer because it's a bit chilly outside, and we'll just chill here for a bit. Yeah, you're less likely to, particularly if you're a you know introvert like I am, you're less likely to want to be around people. Yeah. You know, some of that more social, it just feels a little harder. You're less motivated to do some of those things. And then, of course, as as you head towards the end of your luteal phase, preparing to go back into your menstrual phase, all of your hormones start to taper off, which is why, you know, those last few, for some women in particular, those last few days of your cycle can feel uh, a little challenging. It's because all of your hormones are starting to taper off and they effectively flatline as your body prepares to bleed. So those are the four phases. And then cycle syncing is really about understanding your cycle you know we all have different cycles and different experiences of our cycles particularly women who may have things like severe PMS or PMDD or women who may experience endometriosis you know some of those phases for some women can be incredibly challenging for others you know we may have other things going on so it's really about understanding your own cycle and learning to work with the ebbs and flows of your hormones Now, you were saying, obviously, um, before, if you're not a naturally cycling woman, so maybe you are uh, in perimenopause, postmenopause, or um, if you're on hormonal birth control, that does tend to just give you fairly consistent hormones across the month. One of the things that you can do is sub the phases of the moon. Yes. So you would use uh, the new moon. Excited to hear that because I've always loved understanding about the moon. So, of course, yes, that just makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So... Typically, on average, and obviously it's not the same for every woman, but most menstrual cycles are around 28 to 30 days, which is, you know, roughly what the moon cycle is as well. So what you can do if you don't have a natural cycle um, is to use those phases of the moon. So the new moon phase would be your menstrual phase. It's that, you know, dark, dark phase where you tend to want to just hide away. And then as you come out of your menstrual phase, move into follicular, that would be the waxing moon, full moon phase, obviously your ovulation phase. And then the waning moon would be your luteal phase. So you can effectively sub the phases of the moon, but apply the same concepts of cycle syncing. So 
there are ways around that if you don't have um, a cycle anymore or you don't have a natural cycle. Which is, as I said, for me, that was like, yes, revelation. <laughs> like, you know, we can still make the most of the cycles of the world. And yes. I, you know, while as women, we, majority of us have had a menstrual cycle during our lifetime, as you said, various versions of it, mm. <laughs> depending on what else is going on in our lives and our, you know, in our bodies. But there's then such a shift around and well, how do I actually use this energy or even awareness yeah. of it? As I said, this is that kind of I wish I'd known more about this as a younger woman and definitely we've got an opportunity to champion this for others but you know when we then become business women yeah we can be aware of our cycles and our energy but that can you give us an example of where you make the most of your cycles in planning for your business and I know that launch such a big part of your business like guiding your clients through launching whatever it is that they're launching in their business so maybe you can talk through like those four phases and how we use them from a launch perspective yeah absolutely so as I was saying before once you get to know your cycle that's when you can really use that information um, as absolute gold for how you plan your business. So, you know, when it comes to launches, the last thing that you would want to do is run something like a webinar or any kind of launch event in the last few days of your cycle when you're probably feeling a little bit crappy. Yeah, you're what you can thank to you, like you, you kind of, I think it's such a fascinating thing, even in that phase where you you look at yourself and you kind of think you look different and you don't look as good as maybe you, yes. you did it, you know, as you're going into ovulation, you're like, you're the same person two weeks later, but it kind of, no, it doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. So once you, once you know your cycle, you can then plan for that. So Your menstrual phase is a really great time. You can get into much deeper states of meditation and things during this phase to do a lot of like the daydreaming and setting the big picture goals and making sure that you're in alignment with that and that where you're heading is still the right direction that you want to go in because, you know, our businesses grow and evolve and change over time. So, yeah, setting that big picture goal, checking in with that dream and really aligning with it. As you move into your follicular phase, that is a really great time to do anything that is strategy, planning, kind of working out the how. So you can take that vision, that goal, that idea for your launch, whatever it might be, and start to work out, okay, how am I going to do this? What are the things that I need to do in order to plan out this launch or whatever else it might be that Mm -hmm. you're doing in your business? You can use that time to work out the plan, figure out how to set up the tech if you don't have someone to help you with that, to kind of do all of those things. And as your energy rises, that's when you can then really get stuck into the doing of things and use that energy to power through your to-do list, get lots of things done. When you're actually in launch mode, the best time to plan to do that is through follicular and ovulation because you have that energy you are feeling good. You are feeling confident. You want to, you know, get out there and and sell and be around people. So it's a really great time to kind of plan it's around. Be your most magnetic, you know, absolutely attracting people in and being kind of on point with your brand, your message, your energy, your vitality, right at that time, right? Yes, absolutely. So use that to your advantage, <laughs> and then. 
Um, you know, as you move into your luteal phase, that phase is a little bit more, um, it's a time of completion. So it's a great time to finish up your launch. You could do a review of what worked and what didn't. It's also a time I find where when you do slow down and you create a little more space, a lot of ideas or those downloads from the universe can tend to drop it because you've created the space, because you're not going and doing all of the time you sort of moved into a little bit more uh, being, less doing, yeah. there's space for those things to come through. And it can also be a phase where you are, you feel a little more maybe creative or you, know, you might want to jump into Canva and design your launch graphics for your social media or make your sales pages look beautiful or whatever it might be. So it's, it's more, whereas the first half of your cycle can be a little more structured and disciplined. This is more, um, free, flowy, creative kind of energy. So, love it. Love it. Yeah. So, I it's like, which where do we go next? But like my my brain <laughs> is going all like, oh, we're we gonna ask next. But I think to bring in because you do know your trifactor archetypes, mm-hmm. I'd love it if just what you've shared with us then, you can also share how you maybe are tapping in and using the energies of your trifactor archetypes, you can just share through one of them or mm. more than one of them that align with those different phases for you as yeah, well. Yeah, it's interesting. So I have five archetypes. I have inspirer believer, mediated diplomat, mental teacher, uh, queen ruler, and heroine adventurer. Yes. 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 <laughs> and it's really interesting. I, I'm naturally, you know, observant and analytical as you know so I I definitely see different archetypes more dominant I guess through those different yeah, phases complete sense to me yeah you know queen ruler I think is very powerful in my ovulation phase yes <laughs> most yeah. definitely I mean she's the go-getter leader who's out there to kind of create impact on a global scale like yeah. that's the energy of the queen ruler so using her and just kind of letting that part of you rise up during that ovulation is I mm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely um <clears throat> the other one that comes through quite strongly is of course my mediated diplomat we, yes. my like all of us we kind of have our own favorite season our own favorite phase of our cycle it's different for all of us I definitely feel unsurprisingly the most at home in my follicular phase and that's when my mediated diplomat definitely shines through that's the systems and the planning and the processes and all of the 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 other things that I um I love yeah you love and it's it's like your natural that's you in your effortless success yes completely in that phase and the mediator diplomat for anyone who's listening to us is it's also the archetype of truth-telling and so I think if you consider like what you're bringing forward to launch or to bring to life in your Mm. business then harnessing the energy of your mediator diplomat in that follicular phase is also ideal because she's reminding you and connecting you with the truth of who you are and what you stand for Mm. yes beautiful yeah. Yes, I love that. Yeah. Um, she's also, you know, as you say, the truth teller. She can be quite powerful and strong. Also, the last few days of my cycle, where, you know, for a lot of us, we we kind of just don't really give uh, yes. too much thought to what other people <laughs> think, and we will just tell it like it is. Yeah. Um, so she can come through quite strongly. In that beautifully, beautifully. Um, I'm intrigued to know how your, you know, where you see your heron adventurer kind of showing up through mm. your cycle because that is an archetype. She's, you know, she's fierce. 
when she wants to be. She's got an incredible determination and drive when she wants to. Um, she's also a champion for women and children. So the fact that you and Stasha has this archetype as well, that you're both drawn to working with, you know, the phases of the cycle, mm. um, just I think is such a beautiful alignment with that archetype. But, you know, it's about championing, you know, causes for women and children. So with your media diplomat, kind of the truth teller, they come together. But, you know, she also can be an archetype that's really terrible at resting. So where, how does that kind of, how's that been working for you? <laughs> well, I think we just rewind a few minutes yeah, right. and you'll realise who was probably more dominant in the earlier Corporate, phases yes. of my life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think she, again, does tend to come through quite strongly in those follicular and ovulation yeah. phases. And she's the one who probably in my business is, you know, I'll have a great idea and then I'll just want to experiment or have a play with that and go, oh, this could be fun. Let's let's see what could happen if we did this or if we did, um, we did that. So, yeah, I think she... She can definitely be a little bit too dominant sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that you are not alone. Mm. No, because I've heard it. They're not alone in sharing that about your own adventure. And one of the things I love to remind the women who have that beautiful archetype is that connect with nature, like go outside yeah. and get away from the doing, 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 focus, focus, focus. I have to achieve. I have to tick off all the things. I have to do it like to the best of my potential ability which will be amplified by your media diplomat who's a perfectionist, um, you know, go and just chill. And I love that you've got dogs. It's not uncommon for her yes. adventures to have pets, particularly dogs. <laughs> it gets you outside. That's my theory yeah. behind that. It's like an intuitive thing for her and adventurers to own pets that get them out of their kind of four walls, their, their natural, you know, working environment. So that's awesome. And the Inspire yeah. Believer, like that's an archetype that you and I share. Uh, it's an archetype that is the archetype of, you know, I say, you know, her currency is energy. Mm. So we're talking about energetic shifts in our cycle. But, you know, when she's in her cheerleader kind of mode, she's the, you know, she's full of like belief and inspiration and intuition and at the height of like energy. But she also can have the extreme of, I can't be bothered. Why am I doing this? This is terrible. I failed, you know, even though yesterday was the best day ever, like today could be, you know. So how's that kind of worked for you in your cycle and remembering that that when she goes to the cave, which we talk about, that's not the reality forever. It's the yes. time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And look, you know, one of the biggest things that I had to work through when I started to embrace cycle thinking yeah. was the letting go of the doing and the being yes. all of the time. And really, uh, you know, it's okay to slow down in the second half of my cycle. It's okay to rest. It's okay to not be go, 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 do, do, do all of the time. And I think when my inspirer believer has lost her mojo, I that's the one that I notice the most because yeah. that is when I just kind of go, oh, I just can't be bothered. I just don't yeah. want to. I just want to burn it all to the ground. Again, usually that comes through quite strongly about three days before my period is yeah, and Which makes complete sense to me that that is mm. the time in our cycle. Yes which is also, you know, that coming to the, you know, the the moon is getting darker as mm. well. We talk about those that aren't cycling from a menstrual perspective. Um, 
when, yeah, it's like, let's give up. Like, as you said, burn it all down. There's actually fire is a, a visual symbol of the Inspire Believer archetype, which I intuitively painted that image, mm. kind of not necessarily focusing on that and then seeing it out, out, out you know, in, in other lights. But it's it's such an interesting time because in that phase we can literally get to the point where what is the point of doing this and feel like, we literally said, burn it all down, give it away, stop it. Like we second guess ourselves, we doubt ourselves. We think everything we've ever created and believed in who we are is nonsense and a lie. Like it's 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 just so fascinating. It can be so rich and deep and yes. debilitating, but usually it's fleeting, thank goodness. Yes, exactly. And we're not, what I like to do when I am feeling like that is just remind myself that I'm a cyclical human. It's just my hormones that are, you know, influencing how I'm feeling and that it's all going to shift and change in a couple of days. And it always does. And look, you know, it's a great time. If you like to do social media detoxes, that's a really great time to just switch off Instagram. And because otherwise you can get caught in the, oh, look, she's doing amazing. and I'm not there yet. And all of the comparisonitis and I'm not good enough and all of that can come up. So It's a great time to stay off social media if you like to do a social media detox every now and again. (laughs) I think the next kind of question to ask before then I'm going to move into some questions I'm going to ask every one of our guests is that let's talk about hustle. Like it's a word you and I both have an aversion to. I love it straight out. Laura's doing a big sigh out. (laughs) Face is just like, no, that word. And I often talk about, you know, in part of the work that I've done through my coaching has been around you know, not being in that space of hustle or really unhealthy hustle, because I do believe hustle has, from a perspective of it being a word to define doing a lot and taking a lot of action, is that it's it has a purpose at times, yeah? But unhealthy hustle is not okay. Mm. Um, I know I've written an article and published it like a few places now over over the years around why I, I think it was something like the the topic was why I'm allergic to hustle, you know, because when I looked at my mentor teacher loves to go and understand the greater engineer, love to understand the, the meaning of words. So I went and I looked up what hustle meant and, oh, my goodness, it was not a thing I wanted to have anything to do with, but it's been glorified in business, you know, even the side hustle word or that, you know, you've got to hustle or you're never going to get anywhere and you've got to hustle to be a success. You and I both know different, but I'd love to hear your take on it. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying amen to everything you said. <laughs> you know, as I was saying, the me hustling in the corporate world led me down a path that ended you know with me being quite unwell for sometimes and even a few years on you know I'm still dealing with some of the ramifications for that so when I see people glorifying you know work all of the time at the sacrifice of having a life at the sacrifice of your health and your mental and your emotional and your physical well-being yeah, so I saw someone even say last week you don't need to sleep much get on with it. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, you know, and a lot of it does come from the uh, bro marketing culture, shall we say? And look, hey, as I've said before, men's, men's hormones tend to be fairly consistent across the month. They don't ebb and flow. So for them, it is a little easier to always be on and always go, but they still need sleep. They still need, you know, time off and time to rest. But for women, we cannot, and we are not built to work that way it just doesn't work for us and it 
it only leads you down the path of burnout if you try and ignore how you're built and how your body is meant to work. I feel like that is almost like one of the best lessons for life and business we can ever get is Mm. that that we are not designed to be go, go, go all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that there is nothing wrong with you having different phases and doing more and then doing less. In fact, that is the Again, an example of being in your effortless success zone. Yeah. I mean, if you're always going and you're always doing and you never take the time to stop and check in, Mm. it can be so easy to just keep doing all of the things because all of these people on the internet say you have to do this and you have to do that in order to have a successful business. And then you get one, two years down the track and you look back and you're like, well, I've created this thing and I don't even like this mm. business or I don't even like this thing that I've created. A beast that you don't yeah. kind of recognize even though you created it. And I mean, you know, I've seen it with a lot of some of the, the bigger name um, women entrepreneurs out there. You know, they've come, yes. I've created this business and now I'm, I'm getting rid of everything and not starting from scratch, but they're, you know, reinventing a lot of their programs and recreating a lot of things. And so our cycles have this beautiful ebb and flow where we can check that we're in alignment, check that what we're working towards is actually still what we want, work out how we're going to do it, take some action, slow down, rest, check back in again, and then, you know, go through the cycles. And so why, why would you want to ignore that beautiful gift that our bodies and nature has given us I know I know I think it's it's such a, a balance for so many women uh in business and in corporate in in life and employment um where the world as you said the external world is saying you have to do and they list off all this list of all these things to be a kind of a contributing person or a a, a valued person or a a worthy person or a successful person or a person who's going to achieve or make money or what like the lists just go on don't they and they all compound with this message of doing more to achieve Mm. more which it's not the magic is doing less to achieve more absolutely (laughs) absolutely and when you know your archetypes and when you know what you're good at and what works for you then you can Mm. just double down on the things that you enjoy and that you're good at. And then it just feels even easier, you know, what it's all about. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. So much to talk about. Not (laughs) surprised, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let me get to some questions that I'm going to, that I am asking every one of our guests. Now, She Leads, She Thrives is a leadership element to, you know, the, the energy and the themes of the podcast and really much about self-leadership. But the first question I'd love to hear your answer on is what role does leadership play in your life and business? Oh, that is, gosh, we could do a whole interview. I think there might be a series where we'll just pull out everyone's answers and put that together as as an episode. Yeah, absolutely. Look, one of the things that I've realised in, you know, this business journey and the cycle thinking journey is that, we either get to be a passenger in life and just have life happen to us, or we can become leaders of our own lives and take responsibility, you know, not to get sort of too woo-woo and out there, but, you know, when, when you take responsibility for your life and you show up and you do the things that are going to help you create the life and the business that you want, 
that's how you're going to get the things that you want. Yeah. Um, and that only comes when you take that responsibility and say, look, this is what I, this is what I want. This is what I stand for. This is what I will do. Well, this is what I won't do. Um, and really em- embody that. Yeah, totally. I know that when I first published my first book around the archetypes, which was called Personal Leadership Style back in 2013, I think it was anyway, long time ago. <laughs> um, it's no longer in print for anyone who's out there and looking for it. The Trifactor book, you know, it was the one that took over. But a lot of personal leadership, which is really I kind of more refer to now as self-leadership, excuse me, principles, were sitting there underpinning all the work of the Thrive Factor framework and they still do. And I remember back then defining in that true mentor teacher, liberator engineer style, what personal leadership was. And I talked about it being the expression of the choices you make and the action you take, which is exactly what you were just saying, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's that taking that responsibility and, and you know, doing something with it so that we can then influence, positively influence what's going on. So next question, how do you know you're thriving? How do you know you're thriving? Because it just feels easy. Yeah, nice question. Nice answer, I should say. You know, if it feels hard, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. how I feel. Yeah, it's nice, simple, to the point way of looking. Yeah. (laughs) Simple. Okay, so... I've got one final question I'm going to ask you, but before we do that, I'd love you at this point to tell people how they can connect with you. So anyone who's listening, if anything that Laura shared has kind of piqued your interest and you want to know more, I happen to know she's very active on social media. Like me, she loves Instagram, yes. but it's a lot of great content out there. So how can where's the best place for people to connect with you? Absolutely. Um, Instagram is the best place to come find me. Uh, my handle is at businesswithflow. Um, yeah, come hang out with me, shoot me a DM. I would love to connect with you. And um, as you mentioned before, I also have my own podcast. So yeah, you can come and you can come and check that out if you want to nerd out a little bit more about the different phases of your cycle um, and go in depth about that. It's called With Flow and it is on all of the podcast platforms. Yeah, awesome. So we will make sure that all of those relevant links are there in the show notes along with the transcript for today's episode, which will always be found on the thrifactorco.com website under our blogs. Um, So look out for those. They'll make it very easy. But, you know, if you just do a search on any of those, you'll find Laura pretty pretty easy. And if you can't, reach out to me and I'll connect you. So before we wrap up kind of officially for today, we could talk for hours, I know, but (laughs) we've got to come to an end at some point. What's kind of a final piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with the, you know, the ambitious and genius souls that are tuning in today? Oh my goodness. I think the one thing that I would like people to really take on is that it's allowed to be easy and you don't have to fight things in order to make it be easy if something feels hard it feels hard for a reason maybe you need to get help with it maybe you need to let it go maybe it's not the right thing for you but you're it's allowed to be easy when it comes to business you're allowed to choose the things that feel right and easy for you and let go of the strategies and the social media platforms and all of the other things that just don't feel right or feel hard or just aren't right for you. You're allowed to do it yeah. your own way. Yes, my Inspire Believer has pom-poms out. <laughs> sure. Thank you so much, beautiful woman. I'm so Thank happy you. that we got to to chat. Not that 
you know, it was, you were definitely high on my list for people to come and connect with. And we had, as I said, such a great conversation on your podcast not that long ago. Great. So, um, you know, we always have lots to talk about and lots of really great, useful information, which is another theme of this show is useful sharing, something we can do stuff with, right? So thank you everyone yeah. for listening in to Laura and I today. You know what to do. Go and find us here you know, to, to subscribe, to rate, to all, do all the things for the podcast. Some more people get to know about She Leads, She Thrives. And I will be back with you with a, either a solo episode or another incredible guest very soon. So thank you again, Laura. Thank you, everyone, thank for listening you. in. Have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.